On the Saturday night, uh, we have two mitzvot doraita, two drabanan, and two which are zeicher. Midoraita, we have the mitzvah of matzah, which is ba'ev tochlu matzot, and obviously the mitzvah of sipur yetziat mitzrayim, to mekayim the mitzvah of yigadetah levincha ba'yom ahulaymor. Midrabanan, we have a mitzvah of the four kosot, the mitzvah of eating maror and halal, and we've got two mitzvot which are zeicher, remembrance of the time of the Beit HaMikdash. The one is the korech, which is Zechel Mikdash Keilel, and the second is the Fikoman, which is also Zechel the Korban Pesach. That's the general structure of the Seder, two Doraita, two Drabanan, two which are Zechel. We're going to start off with Kadesh, uh, the mitzvah of having Kiddush. What's unique about the Kiddush of the Seder night is two reasons which are brought down the Rishonim. Reason number one Rishonim speak about Larot Derech Herut. Number one, the way that a free person uh, acts is by drinking wine. That's brought down by the Rashbam and the Meiri. The second reason is brought by Tosfot in Sukkot of Lamedchet that we have the importance of the Kos Shal Bracha. The same way that when a person has a wedding, a Pijona Ben, a Brit Mila, they have it's made on a Kos. So, so too, the Seder night we have four Kosot Shal Bracha in order that with this cup we say the Alel Nagada. In other words, the cup itself is what gives importance to the occasion. And we see that the Rambam takes us even one step further in Perek Zayin Yud, where he says, where he divides up the Seder night according to these four cups. In other words, these four cups give the structure of the entire Seder night. The Rambam says as follows, The first cup for Kiddush. The second course is for Magid, the Agadah. The third course, Mavarech ala Brikat Amazon, for Brikat Amazon. And course Revi'i, Gomea ala Veta Alel, U Mavarech ala Brikat Ashir. In other words, you've got a cup for Kiddush, a cup for Magid, a cup for Brikat Amazon, and a cup which accompanies also the Alel and Brikat Ashir, how we end off the Seder. So according to Rambam, not only is it to Mar'e Derech Herut, but the cups are basically the pillars and the structure of the entire Seder night. Can one use uh, grape juice, or does he have to use wine? So yeah, Rabbi Vajir, Chaim Kanievsky, Fisher, most poskim say that there's no problem with grape juice. The same way that you can use grape juice during the year, you can use grape juice also for the Seder night. Although Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, he was very machmer, he was very stringent on this issue, and he said that even if it was going to cause a person to feel temporarily ill, or give him a serious headache, there's a din of Arba Kosot, Davka with wine, especially with um, with yam, because that is, he felt, was derech erut. And grape juice is another drink, even though it's mutafu kiddush, but the Seder night, because we said there's a special inyan of derech erut that can only be accomplished by wine and not through grape juice. Uh, what is suggested, though, that even if a person does want to go like the poskim to have four cups of grape juice, one of the cups should at least be with wine, in order to be in the midst of Simcha Jom And if that's so, then uh, the cup of wine can be mixed with grape juice. But at least that one of the cups should be uh, should have proper wine. That's a suggestion. It could be any of the cups. Uh, if someone's really shot at Chak, uh, in extreme circumstances, there's a Mishnah Bura in Sifkat and Lamed Zayin in Tafayim Bet, who says that if there's no wine, or wine's not fine, the wine makes a person extremely sick, etc., you can even use Chemar Medina which is an important, uh, ge- um, an important drink that once serves to important guests. Uh, for example, today it would be 
or you can't have beer on the Seder night. Let's say it could be uh, orange juice, maybe or coke to some extent. Something that we, if an important guest comes, one can uh, serve in the Shema Medina. Okay. How many? How much does a person have to drink on the Seder night? What's the quantity? So here we have uh, a contradiction between two Gemarot in Psachim Kuf Zayin and Kuf Chet, where the one uh, Gemara says that the Seder night is like Kiddush on Friday night, which is how much? A lugmav, a rov or a vit, or a vit. Yeah, the majority of revit. Although all of a sudden in Psachim Kuf Chet Amubet, we find that on the Seder night there's a new din only for the Seder night of rov kos. In other words, not enough just to have a rov revit, but there has to be a majority of that cup as well. To reconcile this sugyot, Tosfot says that a rov kos is a rov revit. In other words, Tosfot is uh, is lenient, and he says no. The Gemara was referring to a rov revit. In other words, the Seder night is no different to Friday night, and a person can also have over there just a melor lugma, which is a rov revit, which we'll define. In, in a minute. The Rambam and the Ranover Paskin that on the Seder night there's a special din of Rav Kos. A person has to have a majority of the cup and uh, the bigger the cup then the more a person has to drink. It's not a, uh, an objective quantity. The Rosh brings that a person should have the whole cup. How do we Paskin? The Shulchan Aruch actually Paskins, surprising like the Tosfot, that all the person needs he Paskins Bastam in Taf Ein Bet Siftet that all a person needs on the Seder night is Kulo or Ubosha Revi'it. Although he brings the Ramban as a Yesh Omrim to that one should be Machma Yesh Omrim to have Rav Kos. And the Mishnabura says that on the Seder night because uh, that one should try and have a Rav Kos. Uh, although, if, he, if this is difficult, then a Rav Revi'it will suffice. There's a simple practical suggestion to get out of this Machloket, and that is that a person on the Seder night should try and make, take a cup that isn't too big. And in that way, then he can have a rov revi'it, which is also a rov kos. But if a person tries to think that the same night you have to be extra machmi, takes a bigger cup, then he's going to get himself into more uh, problems, which is totally unnecessary. So all a person has to take is a cup, which is the size of a revi'it. And if he drinks that whole revi'it, he's yotze all the day out, or both rov kos and rov revi'it. How much is a revi'it? Very quickly. Um, here we have uh, a debate between... Uh, of all the shurim, actually, this debate, but here specifically, Rab Chaim Nai says that it's 86 milliliters, which is interesting to note that 86 is the gematria of the word kos. Wait to remember, the Chazonish doubles that, and he says it's 150 milliliters. Um, although the Mishabura points out in Tafpeva that since the Arba Kosot is on your mitzvah Rabbanan, as we mentioned in the beginning, one can be maker like the Shitab Rab Chaim Nai. And uh, 86 milliliters is more than enough for the four kosot. They all say that if a person can, once again, like we said, a person should at least one of the cups should be one, so maybe at least one of the cups should also be uh, like the shield of the chazonish. But even that is not uh, is not too big. You shouldn't have uh, a koschad per ami. A disposable cup is 200 milliliters. So, 100, so a person has to drink just a rope of a disposable cup, which is... 150 milliliters, which is less than a full koschad uh, pami. So it's not really that much, but like I said before, uh, the most intelligent thing to do is not to take a cup that's too big, and that way you can be yotze all the dirt. Regards to the bracha on the kosot, the ramah, paskans like the rambam the ramban, that you have to make a bracha on each and every kos, the rosh, uh, and that's how the shulchan aruch and svarim paskan the ma'ase, that you only make a bracha on the first and the third cup. Okay, up to here. The Mitzvah of Kadesh. Next 
is Uchatz. And here we have um, a ritual washing of the hands because we're about to eat something, we're about to eat the karpas, which is a vegetable that's dripped, that's dipped into uh, dipped into salt water. And the Shulchan Arpas comes in Hilcho Brachot, not anything unique to say or not, that every time a person has a fruit or vegetable that's dipped into mashke, into a drink, it makes it susceptible to tum, and a person has to, uh, has to vast for that. To the extent that the Taz, in Tafayin Gimel, Sif Katan Vav, he's, he writes very poetically, he says, Ma nishtana laila ze mikola lelot. He says, Why dafke is it that on the side or not, everyone's got the frum cut to vast before they dip their vegetables. You're meant to be dipping, uh, vasting for dipped vegetables all year round. And he leaves it that a person, uh, that's how he passes the master. But the Natsiv, in his Agada, explains that the Minag is that today most people don't dip in vegetables, duck on the side or not, when you're trying to enact um, or reenact what um, the way uh, people were accustomed in the Beit HaMikdash. Therefore, we have a special pay that is not a stringency to have the laws of Tum and Tara, but during the year, one doesn't have to rest for dipping um, fruits and vegetables in salt water. Okay, Karpas. The Gemara, what is karpas? The Gemara in Psachim Kofiodalet says that a person can be yotze with karpas with any type of vegetable, whether it's raw, whether it's cooked. Although the Maxwell Ritri brings that a person should have dafka karpas. So what is karpas? Rashi says that it's celery. And the Yerushalmi brings that it's petrozili. Although Aruch HaShulchan says that the Menag is to, to have your normal potato, a piece of radish, uh, whatever person wants to have, any type of vegetable. And he says that was the Menag, and that's what uh, many people are knowing today. With regards to uh, two Mo'alachot of Karpas, the Maril and um, the Shulchan Aruch Paskans like him, that a person should only, should be careful to have less than the Kazite of Karpas. Because if a person has more than a Kazite, you get into Safek Brachot, uh, because we're going to have uh, the meal with, with Matzah and Amotzi coming up soon, and then you've got a Machloket in the Brachot, whether uh, you have to make a brain of a shot or not. Second thing to remember with kapas is that one at this stage should have kavana to be poter also the bracha on the upcoming maror. Because it's also going to be not part of the suda. And if he can get out of again another safek of brachot, if he has kavana with his kapas to have less than a kazait, he's yotze uh, the bracha on the maror as well. Why is it that we have the kapas? So here the Gmoim Sachim Kufyudalet says that it's a kelatinokot. It's in order that the that the children should ask. That's the whole mitzvah of the Agada. We got that It's a mitzvah of the writer. <coughs> so what is the seker? What is it that's going to arouse, arouse the children's attention? So yeah, the Ran says that the heker is the fact that it's dipped. But Raji says that the heker is the fact that we're eating before the meal. So what exactly is the, what do we answer the, what do we answer the children? Once we get them to ask the question, what's the answer? So yeah, the pre-chadash is that there's no answer. Because it's done in order that the children should ask. But the Bach brings two very interesting reasons. He says, number one, that Derech Chayrut, the way of rich people, is to start off the meal with the doves. Yeah, a poor person starts off with his bread and butter. That's what he's got. But rich people, you see it today at weddings. There's all Kabbalah uh, Panim and all eating. Uh, so, so, so to at the side, if we're trying to act like free people, then we have this, uh, this appetite in order to uh, increase the appetite. The second reason, much more practical, is that uh, so people don't remain hungry until the meal. Well, that's the answer for the kids. Where people are already coming to say, don't know, there's a long agada ahead. So we give them something to, to eat, to calm their nerves down, that at least they can have something to eat before 
going into the Agada. Okay. Yachatz, the Baruchi Lamatet of Obeit says as follows. As we know, throughout the year we've got a mitzvah of Lechem Mishnah. Two full loaves of bread. On the side of the the Gemara says that you have to have a prusa betoch shleima. You have to have a broken piece of bread because of lechem oni, together with or in with, combined with the full loaf of bread. And yeah, there's a machloket of how to understand this Gemara. Is this broken piece of matzah coming to add on to lechem mishnah, or is it coming to detract from lechem mishnah and you're left with only one and a half? So here the Rambam. The Rif and the Vilna Gaon say that all that a person needs is to have one matzah and a half because the Prusa is coming to detract from what we usually have, two loaves of bread, and we only have now one and a half. The Rashi, Rashi and Rajbam, that's how we pass in the Maisa, the Shulchan Aruch, that the Prusa is coming to add on to Lechem Mishnah, and therefore a person is left with two and a half matzahs. How do you get to that? Three yachats. How does one do yachats? You take the middle matzah, you break it into two. The bigger part is left for afikomen, and the smaller part is left uh, with placed between the two matzot. That's that is yachatz uh, magid. Okay, magid is the ikar of the agada. It's important that a person understands everything he said, even if it has to be said uh, in a language that he understands, whether it's English or French or uh, whatever the country is from. But the ikar is that a person understands. So just read the Agada and not understand, then uh, you're missing out on Magid. Uh, people, for some reason, who can't go through the Agada, uh, minimally should hear Kiddush, says the Mishra the Ten Plagues. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Kol Shelo Amar Shloshad Vahim Lo Yetzai Deichu Vato Pesach Matzal Maro, and from there until Koshayni. That's the minimum. Kiddush, Ten Plagues, and Rabban Gamliel onwards. What is the unique uh, nature of, very briefly, lots have been written on this, but very briefly, what's the unique nature of Magid on the Seder night, which uh, makes it distinct, uh, which makes it different to Yetziat Mitzrayim that we have to remember every day? So here, two main things. The Mitzvah Chinuch says that on the Seder night, we have the Mitzvah of Sipur Yetziat Mitzrayim. And the way that a person tells about Yetziat Mitzrayim, doesn't just remember, is through questions and answers. When a person comes to just remember every day, that's it. But on the side of that, it must be done through questions and answers. Reb Chaim Soloveitchik in his Kedushim on the Shas, not on the Rambam, says that with regards to the Mitzvah of Sipur, you speak about the process and the result as well. Um, therefore, Avadi Mayinu is the, the, the main part of the Agadah. We don't just speak about the Gula. Yeah? Every day we say, Hashem Lokechem. Hashem We don't speak about the bondage. But what happens, with the unique, what's unique about the Mitzvah of Sipur, it's how many times we started with the bondage, the hard times, and Hashem uh, turned it into good times. Okay, next up is Rachta and Motsi Matzah. Here, the Khatam Sofer, important to remember, important Khatam Sofer, he says these are his words, that the Mitzvah of eating Matzah is Mitzvah Yechida, Hanisheret Lano Mikor Mitzvot Achila Shebekola Torah. The only Mitzvah that we have today, of eating, is the Mitzvah of Matzah. That's why people over here are much more stringent than they should be, which we'll discuss in a moment, because this is the only uh, Mitzvah, the right of eating that we have today, in the absence of the Beit HaMikdash. When a person makes the Brachot, we have two Brachot, Motzi, Motzi Lechem in Aretz, and Arach Matzah. To what 
to which of the matzot are we applying which of the brachot? So yeah, once again, the Tosfot says that both of the brachot, motzi and matzah, are directed to the broken matzah. The Tosfot in the name of Ri says a motzi is for the full matzah, and matzah is for the broken matzah, and we don't put two brachot onto one piece of matzah. He says because of the famous concept of we don't pile up a whole bunch of mitzvahs onto one act. We try and give each mitzvah its own attention. The third matzah is only there to play a function of Lechem Mishnah. So we've got one matzah for matzah, one for motzi, and one for uh, Lechem Mishnah. How exactly is this done? When a person says a motzi, you hold up all three matzot. After a motzi, one releases the bottom matzah, and on the two matzot, the one and a half matzah, which is left in your hands, on that a person makes alachilat matzah, and the third matzah is used for the mitzvah of Korea. <coughs> How much matzah does a person have to eat on the Seder night? So yeah, very briefly, there are a lot of factors uh, that are taken into account, and that's why there's so many deot in the Rishonim. Firstly, we have got no idea today what a kazait is. What is a kazait? Is a kazait something that's measured through uh, weight, or is it measured to volume? Is it a kazait with the outer shell, or including the outer shell? What is the measurement of a kazait? The Tosfot in Chodim Kuv Gimamobet says that a kazait is measured according to a beitza, and it's half a beitza. The Rambam writes in Eruvim Perik Aleph Alachetet that a kazait is a third of a beitza. The Mishnah Bura brings. Sorry, the Shulchan Aruch first in Tav Bevav says that Yeshomrin that a kazait is chazi beitza. In other words, the Machmir Shita. But over there, the Shulchan Aruch Rav and the Mishnah Bura mentions as well that for mitzvah Doraita we should go with the more stringent opinion of the Tosfot that it's so oh yes of the Tosfot that it's half a beitza and like if it's a mitzvah Drabanan then we go like the Rambam that's a third of a beitza. To make things more complicated, there's a famous Nada Behuda which says that today, according to uh, again, Sugit in Psachim, which are contradictory, that all our measurements today of eggs and consequently of olives have become much smaller. And therefore, to get to the real measurements of what it was in the time of the Gomorrah, we have to double all the Shurim. And the Chazumish went like there's not a Behuda. So, putting all these factors together, uh, we have uh, a complicated uh, situation of how much matzah a person, to, a person should eat. Uh, one last thing before we get to practical is there's a rosh and which the Shulchan al-Paskans as well that on the Seder night a person has to have one, not one zayit but two zaitin. Right? he says the Shulchan al-Paskans and he says kazait you have to have a kazait according to us from motzi and from matzah but then your person is meant to have two zaitin and eat them at the same time according to the Shulchan Aruch Paskan Zaklerosh. Okay. Lamaisa, taking everything into account, the truth is that uh, a person doesn't have to eat so much matzah. Avad Yosef does Paskan in Yechavedat, in Chelek Alev Sifted Zayn, Simantet Zayn, that a person should have one matzah achat regular. But even that, the Chazorish himself had said by his Talmidim, Right, the Stap has got books uh, on this, and his son, Rebchaim Kanievsky, that the Chazonish himself, the amount of matzah he had, was a person's hand without his thumb. 
That's the measure of matzah. About two thirds of matzah. That's all a person has to have, because that and that's one kazait, according to the Chazonish. But in that kazait of Doraita is included two zaitim drabanan. And for sure the zaitim of the Rosh, which is a Chumrah, we said two zaitim, doesn't have to be two zaitim Doraita. So in that one zait Doraita, it includes two drabanan, and therefore a person will be also, you'd say, the opinion of the Rosh. If this is difficult, a person can go like the combination of Reb Chaim Nai. says, we don't double the Shurim. And the Rambam put it together. says that it's only a third of a Beitzah, and you get to a third of a Matzah, which is enough for a person who uh, is not feeling well. It's too difficult for him. A third of a Matzah is also uh, would suffice for the Mitzvah of Motzi Matzah. Okay. Maror. The Gemara in Psachim Lamuteta Muralev says that Maror is Chazeret, which is Chasa Otamcha. Okay, Chasa is uh, is lettuce, as we know. Why Davka lettuce? Yerushalmi says because lettuce is also in the beginning it's sweet and afterwards it becomes a bit uh, sour, uh, and that is how the the Shiabud was done in Mitzrayim as well. Beginning they were friendly and all nice, and afterwards uh, they they gave us terrible bondage. That's why Davka the Maror should be done with Chasa to remember what happened uh, in Mitzrayim. Tamcha is uh, according to Agot Mamon Yotchrein Hosradish. The Aruch HaShulchan said that the reason why, even though he says chasa is more preferable to have lettuce, but he says the reason practically in Eastern Europe why they always used to eat chrein and not um, and not lettuce is because at that time of the year there was no lettuce around. It wasn't the, the, the season for lettuce and therefore consequently they ate chrein. But uh, today if a person can have chasa, uh, it seems like that would be a preferred opinion. But obviously if a person's got his minagavot, Chrein uh, is is okay. How much should a person have over here? A person, if he just has one average uh, leaf of lettuce, uh, that's enough to fulfill the mitzvah of maror. And even if that's difficult, a person can have uh, a third of uh, of a piece of lettuce. The Gemara Psachim Kuftet Rav Amabed says that this, le- this maror is dipped in charoset in order to kill. There's a type of poison that was in the maror, lamite uh, ta'eres. I have a person who wants to understand that. Therefore, we've got a mitzvah today uh, to dip a little bit into of the charoset into the maror, but not to uh, not to overdo it. Yeah, just to have a little bit, um, so that a person doesn't take away the the bitter taste. Because if a person just uh, gets excited and puts too much charoset, then the maror becomes pointless. Okay, Korech. The mitzvah of Korech, the Gemorim Psachim Kuf Tedvab Amud Aleph, mentions that Hillel, in the times of the Beit HaMikdash, he used to have it, not matzah separately, and not the maror separately, but he take the matzah and the maror, he put the maror in between two pieces of matzah. And this is because, the Gemorim explains over there, that Hillel held that mitzvot einan mevatlot zo et zu. In other words, the problem of Chachamim, the reason why Chachamim had matzah ba'atzel and maror ba'atzel is because they felt that there's a concept called mitzvot mevat lot zu et zu. That if a person has the maror with the matzah, yeah, then because the taste, according to some Rishon, the taste of the maror is so strong, it will mevat the taste of the, of the matzah. Hilo was not worried about this and he would have his matzah with his maror uh, in between the two pieces of matzah. And today, in order to remember Hillel's opinion, we do like the Shittah V'chachamim, Matzah by itself, Maror by itself, and often to do the mitzvah of Hillel as well, of 
of the two mitzvot with the pizza of Moron. Uh, a few halachic details. Number one, the Khatril, a person shouldn't speak until the end of Korech in order that the brachot of Motzi and Matzah will also be placed on the mitzvah of Korech. Um, this mitzvah is Drabanan, as we said in the beginning, therefore a person can be more uh, lenient in it. And if a person has two thirds, it's more than enough, and one third enough, one third of a matzah is, uh, is also. Uh, suffices for the mitzvah of Korech and over here again one piece of lettuce is enough the next up is Shulchan Orech over here there are not many halachot but if I could suggest just one thing is that a person uh, very excited to have to partake of all the things that his wife made or his mother made which is important although one should realize that there is still the Afikomen to come and uh, the more that a person eats in Shulchan Orech, the less he'll be able to practically makayim the mitzvah of Afikomen, which uh, according to some is the right, as we'll see. So for Shulchan Orech to eat and to enjoy and to say thank you, but not to overdo it, because we have to leave space for the Afikomen. Okay, and that's where we're up to. Tzafun. According to Rashi, the mitzvah of Afikomen is the main mitzvah of Matzah. In other words, for Rashi, this wasn't just a Zaycher, but this was the Afikomen, uh, which was ate with the same way in the Beit HaMikdash. Um, they had the Afikomen, which was the Matzah eaten after uh, the Korban Pesach. So, so to Rashi says that this is the Ika Mitzvah of Matzah. Although we Paskin, like the Ramban and the Rosh, at the Matzah Shona, that was the main, um, the main Mitzvah. And the Afikomen at the end of the meal is only Zaycher Le Pesach. Although the Sharatzion says that Lechatchila, one should be Machmir for Shitad Rashi and be Machmir like Afikomen just as much as we are uh, with the first matzah. What is the time for eating Afikomen? The Gemorim Psachim Kufchaf Amrabet says that Rabbi Lazar ben Azar and Rabbi Akiva had a machloket at uh, what is the latest time for eating Korban Pesach. Rabbi Lazar ben Azar said that you got until Chatzot. Rabbi Akiva said you got until Amur Shachar, and this same machloket was projected halachically onto where, how long as a person got to have Afikomen. So yeah, again, uh, Rabbeinu Hananel in the Tosfot said that we pass in like Rabbi Lazar ben Azar, and you only have got until Chatzot. The Rambam says no, you got the whole night like Rabbi Akiva. The Shulchan Aruch paskins in this lashon Taf Ein Zayin Sif Aleph Ve'ezayil lecholo kodem Chatzot. Doesn't say chayav. You have to be medayik. He says yes, I. A person should try and be cautious not to uh, eat afikomen after chatzot. Although the Mishabura writes that if a person is delayed, he can still eat it after chatzot. Uh, the chatom sofer and the nativ also were not machmir to rush the seder in order to eat before chatzot. And Amital as well as Atzal, I was told by Tamidim who, who uh, had seder with him, was not machmir. If a person magid is the mitzvah doraita, this is a chashash. One has what to rely on. If a person is uh, is enjoying the market, and if a person doesn't want to rush the meal because after his parents have put so much effort into preparing it, it does not have to be rushed. He's got many big poskim mangdorim that he can rely on to have the uh, to have the afikomen even after chatzot. Is one allowed to eat after afikomen? So yeah, we have the famous Mishnah in Psachim Kuf Yotet Amud Bet. Which says, "Ein maftin achar pesach afikoman." Avi afikoman is the dessert. Not that you can't eat dessert after the afikoman. Afikoman is the dessert. 
אין מבטיחים אחר פסח אפיקומן, and the reason is, כדי שישאר את המצה בפיו. The taste of matzah remains in your mouth for the whole night. With regards to drinking, the Mishnah Bura says that one should be machmi not to drink anything except for water. The reason for this chum is that, number one, a person might get drunk, or it might look that he's mosif ala kosot, that he's adding onto the four kosot, or that through the drinking a person might come to be uh, cancelling out that time of matzah. Although Rabbi Vajra Yosef uh, points out that this is only a din in alcoholic beverages. But if a person wants to have coffee or tea, even after I become one, Rabbi Vajra Yosef said it's not a problem, uh, and it's important uh, to know that too. Uh, points on the mitzvah of, of Afikoman, which are less known, is that the Ramas is the same way that the Korban Pesach, the Pasuk over there says, you have to have it in one house. So the Ramas says also the Afikoman should be had in one house. And the Mishabur takes us a step further that a person should not even move from one side of the table to another for Afikoman. In other words, because of the din of the person has to come back and sit exactly where he was for his mitzvah of Matzah and Magid. The last um, element of the Seder is Halel. Uh, a quick word is that Halel uh, on this night is different from uh, usual Halels that we have on Rosh Hagim, in the fact that here yeah, we are sitting, we have it at night, women also have in Halel. Uh, the Halel is interrupted by the Suda. And yeah, I think it was the Ran who said that the Halel is not a din of Eidut like it is usually to testify about a Kodesh Baruch Hu's miracles. But, over here, the Halel is part of the Sipur of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It's part of the Surah itself that, that we have the Halel. And through that, we praise Yaakadosh Baruch as part of the Surah, as part of Magid. Therefore, it does not have the usual formalities uh, as, uh, as Halel usually does. Very briefly, uh, just to end up with a few halachot and Madir of Asaiba. The Mishnah in Tzadik Tetamobet, the first mission of Epsachim, States, Even an onion in Elam uh, Israel shouldn't eat until he's done the mitzvah of a cyber and he leans. That's how we Pascha. Why does a person need up on the Seder night? Two reasons. Number one, like we said before, that's how, uh, that's how rich people, that's how people who are, who are comfortable, free people, when they have the meal, they sit uh, comfortably during, um, during the meal. The second reason is brought that it's Zechel Avotelu Shiatsu Musubim Derecher. There's a mitzvah which says on Pashat B'Shalach it says of the Vayesev Elokim Et Ha'am. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu caused Am Yisrael to go out through a Sabbath. Well, the Yitzhak Mitzrayim itself was done Derecher, and there's enough Kamin over here because today people ask it's uncomfortable to eat during a Sabbath for us. So if you say that it's normal Derecher, then it could be cancelled out. That's what the Rabbiya, which we're going to speak about in a moment, says that today, the, the way of Hasebe is only for sick people. Therefore, the mitzvah of Hasebe, according to Rav is cancelled out today. But, if the mitzvah is because it's a zeich of Yitzhak Mitzvah, that they came out derech Hasebe, derech Eirut, then uh, that the Takana will stand till today. We paskin both the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah that Hasebe uh, remains, and therefore Hasebe should be done uh, to the left side, even if he's left-handed, uh, although if a, if a left-handed person did do a saber to the right side, he's Yotze. Uh, Rav Soloveitchik mentions that a saber has to be done leaning on something. If a person just tilts his body to the left, uh, that's, according to everyone, uh, uh, unaffected and uncomfortable. 
And therefore, when a person leans, he should, lean, he should turn his chair around or lean on his friend or take a cushion, but just to lean and by tilting your body into the air, he's not achieving anything. Where does one need a saber? One needs a saber for the mitzvah of the four kosot in matzah and afikomen. If a person, according to Shulchan Aruch, was fired him, if a person didn't do um, any of these mitzvot without a saber, then a person has to go back again and do these mitzvot uh, for the second time. With Korech, it's recommended to do a saber, but uh, one should not do a saber for Moron. Now, lastly, the Ramah, although, based on the Ravya, brings a few situations where a person can be lenient uh, with regarding a saber. So the Ramah says like this, if a person didn't do a saber for any of the cups of wine, he does not have to drink again, unless it's for the second cup. But he says that with the, with the first cup and the third and fourth cup are more problematic because of uh, problems of Mosef al But because the second cup is said already as part of the meal, there doesn't look like there's a problem of Mosef al And therefore only for the second cup, according to Ashkenazim, do you have to go back again because he's Somech on the Ravia for the first, third and fourth cup. Matzah, Everyone, it's unanimous. All people have to go back if they didn't do uh, a saber for matzah. That's why people have to remind each other. They have to do uh, the mitzvah of matzah again. Korech does not need a saber if one forgotten. With regards to afikomen, there's a steer in the Mishnah Bruin. One place he says that if it's not too difficult, he should do it again. The second place he says, no, don't worry, because you don't have afikomen twice. Igrat Moshe, he reconciles this by saying that it depends if a person forgot or a person remembered before Bikat Amazon or after. He says, if a person remembers before Bikat Amazon, then you should go back and do Afikomen with a If a person remembers only after Bikat Amazon, then you're okay. So therefore, if a person does forget, he should try not to remember until after Bikat Amazon. Okay. Uh, just to end off with, uh, with a short idea. The Gemara regarding a says as follows. Itma, with regards to one. Mishmaid Rav Nachman. In the name of Rav Nachman, that Yain Tzarich HaSaber, According to some opinions, one, we have to do a saber. According to, sorry, Rav Nachman in himself has got a machloket. Some say that he said that one does need a saber, and some say says that one does need a saber. The more reconciles these two versions of Rav Nachman that he's talking about only two of the four cups. But the Gemara is not sure which of two of the four cups that Rav Nachman said you need a saber or not. And the Gemara over here mentions uh, why we would say either the first two cups or the last two cups. Siad says, the Gemara, the reason why Rab Nachman would say that you only need a saber for the first two cups is because now we are starting the process of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But for the last two cups, that's the Magadil has already been said, we're ready free, so my Davav, it's already too late, we're ready free people. Although, those who say that Rab Nachman said you need a saber dafka for the last two cups is because the first two cups we're still slaves. We're only in the process. And the last two cups, that's when we're really free. And the Gemara Paskans are there. Because we have, it could go either way. We've got opinions for the first two cups or the last two cups. So therefore we say that we have all the cups all together. And over here, lots of Akronim ask, why all of a sudden, if Mitzvah Arba Kosot, like we said in the beginning, is Mitzvah Drabanan, we should say Savak Draban Lakul and choose one of the two cups. Why is that over here all of a sudden we Paskan to have all four cups? And um, many opinions are, are brought down in the in the Rishonim. The Rebbeinu Davi brings that because it's uh, it's an easy mitzvah to do. It's not too much tircha. You just have another uh, cup of wine. 
uh, with a saber, it's not it's not a big deal. Although what could be is that really uh, these two versions are pointing to uh, a machloket of a, of a debate how to appreciate freedom. In other words, do we say that there's only significance to the process of a of a freedom process? Yeah, to just the process of the of the freedom. The debate in Rav Nachman is does a person give significance only to the process of freedom or to the outcome? And today also uh, we have these th- three types of groups in society where we say that the fact that we are, that we're in Israel, that there's a Medina, and that we've got an army, that's all that we need, we found, we here. The process is the main thing. Some people say no. If there's no, if there's no final result, there's no Mashiach, there's no Beit Hamikdash, then everything else is insignificant. But it could be that the reason why we paskin at the end that Rav Nachman says that we need a save in the first two kasot of the process of freedom and the last two kasot with regards to the result of actually being free shows that there's significance to both the process of the gula like we're going through now and also to uh, the final outcome as well. And therefore, uh, one end of that peace God, we should have a chag kasher v'sameach of both celebrating the process of freedom and both to become uh, uh, free people as well with the Beit HaMikdash and with the Mashiach yeah, that people should uh, live in Eretz Yisrael and safely and happily and um, thank you very much Chag Sameach